5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Kane is in the building. East Carolina taking on UCF tonight. Hi, everybody. It's Patrick Johnson here. Now 4-2 uh, and two, Patrick Johnson, tied with Ben and uh, Phillip on our NFL picks after I took that dumb, dumb pick of uh, the Cardinals. What was I thinking? Football Cardinals barreled over last night. Easy, uh, easy win for the uh, L.A. Rams last night against uh, the football Cardinals. Uh, we've got uh, Matthew Stafford getting his first win. Um, let me see here. This is Stafford. Uh, let's, let's hit a little sound here before we get into ECU basketball. This is Matthew Stafford saying that uh, the, the, uh, the, the stage was not too big. The spotlight was not too bright. I felt like I was putting the ball in the right place, you know, for the majority of the night. Um, you know, I had to throw one away uh, towards Coop one time. But other than that, felt like the ball was going to the right place in a pretty good spot. Our guys made great plays. Um, you know, that's how I expect to go out and play when I, you know, every game. Sean McVay says that not only was Stafford in control, but it was bittersweet to see him win his first playoff game. I thought it was a really good complimentary football game that we played as a team. So many guys got involved, um, and we were able to kind of control the possession defensively with smothering all day, and so kind of enabled us to be able to operate like that. And Matthew did a great job with the opportunities he had throwing the football, and he really managed the run game well as well. I thought he did a great job leading the way. Um, you know, he's still the same great player to me, um, and he always was before this game as well. And so I think it's good so you guys don't have to talk about that anymore uh, so he can get that one out of the way. Um, but uh, really proud of him. Um, please, just so lucky to be able to do this with him. He's our leader. We wouldn't be here without him. So for Arizona, there's obviously a lot of questions. Kyler Murray says that, hey, the – the, the loss here and only managing 11 points, it's on him. I uh, put a lot on my sho- uh, shoulders, put a lot on myself. Um, and, you know, for, for like I said, to, to dream of this moment and then, you know, be in the playoffs, first game of playoffs, and then uh, to play the way I did, to play the way we did, um, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's disappointing. You do see great players that in that first playoff appearance, maybe they don't perform like they want. And, uh, you know, if Kyler Murray could get back, I, I think you'll see him handle the stage a lot better. Uh, he was asked, was this season a failure? I agree. Um, you know, I, I, I played to win the Super Bowl. That's, that's the goal. That's the mission is to win the Super Bowl, not to, you know, make it to the playoffs or uh, go, go to the second round. You know, the, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. Uh, we fell short of that. Cliff Kingsbury, and who knows where he's going to wind up eventually, uh, paying his respect to J.J. Watt for coming back to play in the game. My hat's off to him, how hard he worked to be able to come back. Everybody said they'd never seen anybody do that. So it's a credit to you know the type of athlete he is, the type of person he is. And uh, Cliff Kingsbury was asked, are the Rams a legit contender? They can play with anybody when, when they're hot, protecting the football, running it, throwing it. Um, they have some great weapons and a, and a great defense. Not real insightful, but I mean, I, I guess such is Cliff Kingsbury, right? But... Um, Hey, 
I just, there's a lot of questions out Arizona right now. I mean, they got some pieces, but there's a lot of questions. Rams just had more, and Rams were a house of fire last night out in Los Angeles, Inglewood to be more exact. Um, so now they'll go play Tampa. I think that's going to be all of these games uh, have a chance to be really, really top-notch games. We're going to talk to Terrence Copper today, get T-Cops thoughts on the uh, divisional round matchups now that they are set. Uh, of course, you got the Bungles and uh, Titans kicking it all off uh, Saturday in the afternoon. Uh, that night, it'll be Green Bay hosting San Francisco. And then on Sunday, the 3 o'clock game, it's interesting. Rams coming to the West, uh, East Coast to take on Tampa at 3, so noontime in uh, L.A. So not a crazy early start. Uh, we'll see what Brady and, and and they do. By the way, Jimmy Garoppolo has uh, suffered a little bit of a shoulder injury. Ben will update this a little later on. Ben's also taking over the show uh, back part today as I'll head over to the Coliseum for basketball tonight. One other uh, quick thing, of course, the, uh, the nightcap uh, could be a dynamite game on Sunday night between the Bills and the Chiefs. I think that one could be a lot of fun. So, um, and, and your AFC representative in the Super Bowl may very well come from that game. It's just my own kind of thought. We'll do our picks uh, on Friday on this, and uh, we'll have that uh, for you. But uh, I'd have been sitting pretty if I'd taken the Rams. I felt I wanted to change that, but after it's in set in stone, you can't do it. Four, so everybody's 4-2 and two after uh, the uh, Super Wild Card weekend in the Monday night game. Did you like that? Is that something you thought was pretty cool? Did you... Do you like Monday night football with the playoffs, a little something extra on the line? You know, they expanded it from four to six games, so you gotta you got to wedge that thing somewhere and, and as opposed to loading up Saturday uh, and playing triple headers uh, on both days. Why not do that uh, and play a Monday night? It gets ABC in the mix. That was the good part. It was, you know, on over-the-air TV and, and not just relegated to ESPN. Uh, but uh, was made to the uh, to the masses. So, all right, uh, pirate basketball tonight. That's the big uh, happening around these uh, parts. As uh, East Carolina is coming off uh, that uh, magical come from behind win against Memphis. Pirates undefeated, ten and zero at home. Going to put that win streak at home on the line tonight. And. Uh, 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 airtime on the network here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT. I'll be with Cy Seymour on the ESPN Plus call. We're going to 6.30 today. Uh, we'll hear more from uh, the coaches in uh, a little bit. We'll hear more uh, from the players in a little bit. But this is uh, Joe Dooley uh, on the network after the uh, victory against Memphis, uh, giving a quick primer on UCF. So this is from Saturday evening. This is before UCF got uh, their doors blown out uh, in Tampa against South Florida. But here's Joe Dooley. Arguably one of the better teams in the league. They'll finish in the top third. Has had some really good wins. You know, beat, beat the breaks off Michigan. You know, had a stumble or two and then came back and played really well the other day. And uh, very big, very athletic. UCF has reeled off 12 straight wins against East Carolina. I uh, don't know if we got to this yesterday. Vance Jackson was uh, named to the uh, American honor roll. Uh, 
So congratulations to Vance, uh, 17 with 15 in the second half, but uh, fueled mainly by that uh, career-high 35 that he had uh, in the losing effort against Cincinnati where he buried eight threes. Vance Jackson came up big. So in the study of uh, UCF tonight, I mean, they're 10-5, and 2-3 and three in the American. They've been up and down. They've dropped three of four coming in. Now they've always seemed to have ECU's number, especially in recent years. And look, they've got some really good, <laughs> some talented basketball players. They have some really good guards. Uh, Darren Green is uh, fabulous. The kid out of Charlotte, 14 points a game, struggled against uh, South Florida. It was just one of eight. And then uh, Darius Perry was uh, or is a really good player. He's a fifth-year guy, one of the transfer guys, I believe, and uh, over 11 points per game for him. He's their second-leading scorer. C.J. Walker is about as athletic as anybody in the country. He's kind of that rare gem to come out of Central Florida that stayed and played at Central Florida. Not everybody in Florida plays uh, uh, plays football. Uh, C.J. Walker, 6'8", 200 pounds, nine a game roughly, great athlete. You got uh, Mahan. Another one of the fifth-year transfer guys at about 10 points a game. They got some pieces, big 6'11", Richard Sr. in the middle, second leading shot blocker in the conference, Czech Mbakajong. 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 Got to practice that for tonight. Czech Mbakajong from the Senegal. And he's a – I mean, he can play. I mean, he's he's had uh, a nice career. This will not be easy tonight. And I, I know a lot of people, oh, you're always hyping up or size always hyping up. The opponent, well, I mean, it's a tough league. This is a competitive, physical, big boy basketball. And UCF is probably a top half, top third, as Coach Dooley said, team in the American. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, – Johnny Dawkins has got him some guards. If you have guards in college basketball, you're, you're going to be able to cure a lot of ills. Now, USF was able to get into the paint against Central Florida the other night, and that created all kinds of issues. They were able to get to the cup, but also they were able to get other guys involved. The rebounding suffered. I mean, they got hammered on the backboards, did UCF against South Florida. And I, and I get that's a rivalry game, and I get that. But, I mean, South Florida's not a great basketball team. And they got manhandled. But it's been up and down like that for, for UCF. Uh, they're not quite on the level of Memphis in that, you know, they have just talent coming out of their ears. They have talented players, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you have kids that follow uh, the uh, Memphis players, like on Instagram and you know, Snapchat and TikTok and all of that. You know, one thing that was kind of crazy from the other day, and and we and, and the ECU win and all that, we haven't talked about it, but kind of going back to where the locker room area was for Memphis, there were fans waiting out there, and they were in Memphis gear, but there were young kids with, you know, families with their young kids out there waiting for the Memphis players to sign things for them. And, I mean, that's the kind of deal it is at Memphis. I mean, you know, there are people that follow this basketball. And these are these Those guys from Memphis are kind of their basketball heroes because, I mean, they're guys that are top players in the country. So, uh, again, it was 
kind of heart over hype the other day. I think you got to have a lot of heart. You got to have a lot of ability to want to fight back in this game tonight because I think it is going to be a physical, physical matchup. I think it is going to be a physical, physical game. I think UCF's going to come out ready to go, and I think the Pirates are going to have to put what they did behind them as far as a great, great uh, emotional win and uh, accept the pats on the back that they've gotten the last couple of days but come out focused and ready to go tonight. I'll say this. I think the Pirates will play hard. I think East Carolina can defend now. They had some defensive deficiencies uh, at times on teams that Joe Dooley had when he first got here. They're shooting the three really well, tops in the American, made 10 the other night. You're making nine or ten threes a game. You can win any game that you play, and the Pirates uh, just got to kind of stick with those threes. I mean, they even missed some open threes I felt like they should have made. You could have made the argument they needed, uh, they could have had, you know, 13 or 14 total threes. They could have hit three or four more, but, you know, that's part of the game. That's why you play it. It'll be interesting tonight to see how it goes uh, and how they deal with – it's not as across the board as long a team, quick guards and a seven-footer that can block shots. So a little bit of a different look, but something that the Pirates uh, should have an easier time potentially as far as challenging the basket because Memphis just had so many different guys they could roll out at you. Uh, so we got Terrence Copper coming up in a few minutes. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm going to be headed to the Coliseum after we talk to T-Cop. Ben Byron will take you the rest of the way here. He'll have a pirate report with plenty of audio from players and Coach Dooley, even a little Johnny Dawkins audio sprinkled in there. Uh, he'll also take a look at uh, everything going on in college basketball tonight. It's a big evening. Uh, on our airwaves of our company, not only are we having uh, ECU on a couple of properties tonight, you got Duke tonight at 9 o'clock on Talk 103.7 WTIB taking on Florida State down in Tallahassee. And then UNC seemingly getting it together. Big trip for them down to Miami tonight. And that game's coming up in less than two hours on Groove and Oldies 94.1. I think you can get it on 97.9 in the uh, Pitt County area. So uh, Tar Heels at the Hurricanes tonight, Blue Devils at the Seminoles tonight. Those are a couple of the big the big matchups uh, around what is uh, kind of a busy Tuesday for college basketball, and there was plenty yesterday uh, going on as well on uh, the MLK holiday. All right, uh, tomorrow, Chancellor Stephen Rogers, top of the hour, right when we come on, he's going to be on with us. Looking forward to having the Chancellor uh, on the show. And uh, that will be a lot of fun. So the uh, chancellor tomorrow talking a lot about uh, ECU as a whole. We'll also get into some athletics discussion with him. Probably see the chancellor out at the game tonight unless he has uh, some other obligation. He usually attends the games. He's been a great supporter of ECU athletics and pirate basketball as Chancellor Rogers. So first time we'll have him uh, live on the Patrick Johnson show. We talked to him for the one of the pregame shows this year for football. He was great and looking forward to catching up with the chancellor tomorrow. All right, uh, we'll break when we come back. Terrence Copper will join us. We'll uh, talk to him about uh, the NFL playoffs. The uh, 10-year NFL vet should be and soon to be, we hope, one day ECU Hall of Famer. Uh, Terrence Copper, on the other side, you're locked in to the Patrick Johnson Show on a Pirate Game Day here in Greenville.
Mornings. Adam Gold Middays. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Now there's an exciting new treatment available here using natural biologics. Regenerative solutions that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints. Hey, it's Patrick Johnson here. I'm talking about QC Kinetics. Now open here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in non-surgical regeneration. Highly concentrated natural biologics that can give you lasting relief. If you have pain in your knees, back, shoulders, hips, and you're tired of steroids, pain meds, and the talk of major surgery, this is the treatment you've been hoping for. Call the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. Learn about how how natural biogenics can be used to get you moving again pain-free. Listen, don't let them keep giving you steroids, and don't let them tell you that surgery is your only option. Get a free second opinion at QC Kinetics. Do it now. Imagine life in 2022 without pain. Call QC Kinetics now. 252-756-PAIN. That's 252-756-7246. 252-756-PAIN. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. If you're like most people, you're probably more than a little concerned about the state of the world around us today. Strange times. The stock market all-time highs every day. U.S. debt never been higher right now. Dollars losing value. And let's not forget about inflation, the highest since 2008. Remember what happened in 2008. So how do you protect your money, your retirement, your savings? Well, many people just like you are turning to Old Faithful to protect themselves during these difficult times. And Old Faithful is real gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group the kind you can actually hold in your hands and have in your IRA. No better time than the present to protect your future and the future of your family. Call the Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. They will send you their free guide on investing in gold and silver and answer all of your questions. Protect your money before things get even worse out there. Call the Oxford Gold Group today at 833-928-GOLD. Oxford is here to help you protect your savings and retirement. That's 833-928-GOLD. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Pirate basketball, we're going till 6.30 tonight. I'll be uh, taking off here soon. Ben will get you the rest of the way. And uh, we've got East Carolina and UCF tonight. Of course, everybody's still buzzing about the win against Memphis. One of our uh, favorite folks is Terrence Copper. He's with us on the uh, phone right now. T-Cop, uh, of course, 
uh, football analyst here, 94.3 The Game. He's also part of uh, our game day crew and uh, also Premier Sports Academy in Winterville. The uh, proprietor of that. His wife really runs it, but Terrence is the pretty face that uh, <laughs> that has this whole thing. Hello, Terrence. How's it going? Pat, how you doing, man? It's little known that Terrence Copper is a major basketball fan. Major. Loves basketball. <laughs> And I do. I, I thought it was great. Now, we got you all some tickets, and I thought, who's Terrence bringing to this game? And then <laughs> I saw you put on social media that uh, Saturday you took uh, your ninth grade team from the Premier Sports Academy to the game. That was very cool. Yeah, I, I was excited about it. And, and thanks, thanks to 94.3 yourself, Hank, and Henry for, getting, for allowing us to get the tickets. You know, it was something I wanted to do for those guys. You know, because all of them have college, they have college dreams of going playing college basketball somewhere, and so I felt like you know giving them experience to actually go to a college basketball game. For some of it was their first game, going to watch East Carolina play, and then they knew some guys on Memphis that they followed a lot, so they was excited about going to the game. And I'm glad it ended the way it did. Yeah, an exciting game, and uh, if if they were a little suspect about going, or you know, why do I want to go sit through? I mean that that game got everybody on the edge of the seat what did what did you think i know you've been to a few games uh, already and uh, have, have been uh, watching the progress of joe dooley's bunch since he returned to greenville what, what did you think of the guys the other day you know what just seeing those guys play uh at first i was like oh my goodness this game might get out of hand because we went down big at one point so i'm like i'm this was what i'm thinking to myself this is i'm being honest with you I was like, man, I might got to leave this game early to kind of beat this traffic because it was packed. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. But because it was packed, the the the, uh, the game was packed. So I'm like, man, I might got to leave early so we can beat this traffic to get out. But then I started thinking, I said, nah, I got the kids with me. Let me sit and just sit through it. I'm glad I sat through it because they came back and they pulled out an amazing win. I've never seen East Carolina Court get – get rushed like that before that was my first time seeing it uh it was great that the fellows that was that came the kids came with us got a chance to see it as well but you know it was it was a great it was a great showing and they've been showing great all year at home well it was nice you know the, the ecu fans uh are fantastic i mean when they get behind you they get behind you and yep. so I, I think that was really great to see you know, crowd that got at a game that uh, came down to the uh, came down to the wire. That was really good to see. So uh, there you go. I think that was a, a big, big deal. I really do. And uh, I know you had fun, and I, and I thought it was really cool that you took those young men and, and gave them a chance. So now this team's playing at Premier Sport. Give me a little bit about what's going on, uh, Premier Sports Academy, basketball, and then beyond. Because really – Everybody thinks, well, it's football season. Terrence is busy. Terrence is probably as busy, if not busier, this time of year. <laughs> yeah, so so just talking about the basketball program, uh, we have travel basketball that we have. We have a sixth-grade team, a seventh-grade team, an eighth-grade team, and a ninth-grade team. Uh, these are the kids that we we travel to go different different cities. We play basketball tournaments and really trying to get them exposure to play so they can get a chance to play at the next level. We'll try to get them in front of college coaches, uh, trying to get them in the best situation possible when it comes to getting exposure for, for playing basketball and whatever college they want to go to and just kind of getting them to feel of a college program. Because what we do also is 
not we just don't play basketball, but we also train them uh, for strength training, speed and agility training, as well as going to practice right afterwards. So we try to give them a full college experience, uh, even if they need tutoring. We have some tutors that can tutor them, you know, so that's the basketball part of it. We also have basketball leagues at the academy where we just have a basketball rec league. Yeah. Uh, rec league going on that anybody can sign up for. Uh, we have seven on seven football that we have at the academy that sign ups are going on now at playnyfo.com. Uh, you can go there and just sign up for Greenville, North Carolina League. Uh, so we have seven on seven going on. Then we just do training throughout the entire year. So we train for football, speed and agility, and basketball the entire year. So anytime, any point in time of the year that you feel like, you know, I want to get my son in some training. Uh, speed and agility training, strength training, basketball training, football training. We do it year-round. So uh, if you feel like your son wants to be involved with or your daughter wants to be involved, it doesn't matter what sport. We do a lot of training. Uh, give me a website and a phone number. I know you've done it before, but uh, just uh, remind the listeners of that for premiere. Because the big thing is this. If you've got a, a young man uh, that's playing, uh, uh, wants to play football, this is the place to, I mean, right now is the time they got to be doing their work. And, That's right. And so, you know, Terrence is the best in the biz. He, he only did it for 10 years in the NFL. And, and is, you know, <laughs> should we're going to get him in the in the ECU Hall of Fame. He needs to be there. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, you, you, could, you could send him to some other slap. But, no, I mean, you, you need to it, – it's a, it's a longstanding – and productive uh, establishment there. Uh, Terrence's operation is uh, Premier Sports Academy. So, what's that? That's my plug. Where's the uh, website, phone number? What's the best way to reach uh, you all for for any uh, football, basketball, any kind of sport? So the the website is the Premier Sports Academy dot net. That's the website. But you can reach us uh, phone number wise is of course two five two three seven eight one six five five. And also on all social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, uh, just send us a message on Facebook or anything like that. We always are responding to it. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, any type of social media outlet, you can find us at the Premier Sports Academy. Uh, just the way it sounds, that's what we'll be on, on social media. So any questions, anything you have that you want to get your kids and signed up with, reach out to us. We're definitely there to help you out. All right, Terrence Copper, the great Terrence Copper, is with us here. The Premier Sports Academy. Talk some hoops with him. He UConn fan. We'll let him slide on that. But <laughs> that's true. I want to. I want to. Hey, better than being a UNC Tar Heel fan. All right, listen. I want to. I want to ask you about these playoffs. All right. Okay. Bengals. First time winning a, a playoff game since the Icky Woods era. Mm-hmm. Titans. They're going to play in the divisional round Saturday. Um, early primer on that. I mean, Bengals obviously have Joe Burrow. They they're playing really well. It was a good game beating the uh, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Zay Jones had a score in that one for uh, Vegas, and of course the former Pirate. But I I just think Derrick Henry is a beast, and if he's healthy, that's that's a problem for defenses. Definitely, I agree with that. Um, but to the Bengals' defense. I really didn't expect because the Bengals the entire year they've been kind of up and down. They've been they was winning some games, but they would drop some games. I felt like they should have won. But right here towards the end of the season, they really been coming on strong, especially with them beating the Kansas City Chiefs, 
uh, late in the year before the playoffs, and then all of a sudden getting to the playoffs and and beating uh, who did they play the other day? Um, uh, who the Bengals just Bengals, played? They beat uh, they they beat the Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. They just beat the Raiders, and the Raiders was playing well as well. You know, so you know, the Titans are a tough matchup because they can run the ball. They can run it. They can run it, and they're gonna get Henry back. But I'm not so much. I'm not sleeping on the Bengals yet. They have a young core when it comes to their quarterback and Burrow and Jamar Chase at receiver, and then they got uh, Mixon at the running back position. You know, so they're they're a pretty solid team when it comes to throwing and passing. It's gonna be a good game, but like I, I don't know who's gonna take that game. I'm it's still up in the air for me. All right. Uh, then Saturday night we got the Packers and Niners. Jimmy G. Garoppolo, uh, shoulder sprain, expected to practice today. Uh, Packers, obviously, with the bye. San Francisco won against one of Terrence's uh, former uh, employers, the Dallas Cowboys. So it's San Francisco at the Packers. Do the Niners have a chance at Lambeau Field? They definitely have a chance. And the only reason I'm saying they have a chance is because of the way the Packers got into the playoffs. Not they got into the playoffs, but the last game of the regular season. They end up getting beat by the Detroit Lions, which everybody knows the Detroit Lions is not a good team, even though they're they're a competitive team, but they're not a good team when it comes to record-wise. So by them getting beat going into the playoffs and then having a week off during the playoffs because they got a bye week, I don't know how they're going to come out this next game. They may come out rusty. They may come out flat. I don't know. But the fact that the 49ers just pulled off a big win versus the Cowboys, they're back in game mode. They're back playing in game mode. Uh, they may come out hitting on all cylinders just because of how much uh, confidence they got from the last game we were playing the Cowboys. You just don't know how the Packers going to come out. But if the Packers come out looking like the Packers of what this whole entire year been looking like, I give it to the Packers. But if they come out flat, the 49ers definitely have a chance. T-Cop, wind chill of zero, possible snow. Green Bay, Wisconsin, <laughs> Saturday. Oh, that's tough conditions. <laughs> what was the coldest you ever played in? Do you remember the temperature? Yes, the, the coldest I ever played in. It was a. It was back in two thousand six. It was the NFC Championship game. It was the New Orleans Saints, and we had to go up to Chicago. We played Chicago in the championship game in the playoffs, and it was. I want to say it was six degrees. Oh. With like a, a negative, like a wind chill of like negative four or something like that. So that's how, that was probably the coldest game I played in. Sleeves or no uh, sleeves the, for Ter- for T Cop that day? Oh, no sleeves. There you go. No sleeves. It, I got a crazy story behind. It. If you got time, I can tell yeah. you this crazy story yeah. why I never wear sleeves. So when I was in Dallas, I got picked up by Dallas my first year, and Bill Parcells was the head coach. So he, he used to tell us all the time, any skill position, you cannot wear sleeves because you can't hold them to the ball as tight. Because with the sleeves, it's slippery, you get hit, you can't really feel the ball because the shirts are slippery. So all the receivers and running backs, we could not wear sleeves. The only way we could wear sleeves in the cold is if we could wear, if we wore sleeves in the summertime. If we wore sleeves in the summertime, then we was fine to wear sleeves in the cold because we could deal with it because we're used to it. But, so wait a minute, you had to so work out, if you were working out in like the heat of July, you had to wear yes. long sleeves. Exactly. That's the only way you got to pass to wear sleeves when it was cold. <laughs> That's the only way. Wow. If you didn't wear sleeves in the summer, you couldn't wear them in the cold. 
because you're not working out with them. And since you're not working out with them or not used to them, I got that. That's pretty slick, actually. <laughs> it That's is. pretty slick. Uh, all right. The great Terrence Copper. By the way, the, the Terrence Copper podcast still rolling strong. It's called The yes, War sir. Room, and it's available at the Believe uh, website, B-L-E-A-V.com, Believe Podcasting Network, The War Room with Terrence Copper. Is Big E on that? The great Eric Graham? Yeah, Big E is, okay. yep, Big e is up there. Eric Graham is up there. Is Like I said, The War Room and ECU Podcast. you got to put that in as well. Uh, but it's, it's a great it's a great podcast. We talked a lot of football up there. We talked ECU. We talked ECU basketball, especially with college football being over with. Now we're really going to start talking more basketball, but we're talking a lot of football, just life experiences. Uh, Big E do a good job up there, him and myself. We have to feel like we do a real good job. Uh, you can look you can look on Believe.com to look it up or any other social media outlet that has podcast we can download podcasts we're on all your streaming live media so uh, like i said it's again it's the war room podcast and ecu podcast we roll it out uh on our social media when we uh when we get it so we uh you could always check there also all right uh sunday's games rams buccaneers rams last night throttle the cardinals 34 11 quick turnaround and uh back at it sunday in tampa at uh three o'clock noon on the west coast Tampa to a fast start against uh, Philadelphia last time out. And mm-hmm. how do you see this matchup? This going to be a great matchup, honestly. Uh, both of these teams are, are playing well. I didn't expect the Bucks to beat the Eagles the way they did. And also, I didn't expect the Rams to beat the Cardinals the way they did. You know, So both of these teams are ready to play. I would never bet against Tom Brady, so I'm giving the edge to Brady. Yeah, they're at home, too. Um, and then the nightcap on Sunday, 630, uh, could be a great game. I, I shouldn't say could. I think it will be a great game. Bills, Chiefs, another one of your uh, old uh, old haunts, Kansas City. Um, boy, I tell you what, I think the Bills could have beaten anybody on the planet last weekend. Uh, it, just happened, yes. it just happened to be the Patriots, and then you got the Chiefs who uh, doubled up uh, Pittsburgh. So... Two teams that are hot coming in. You know what? Both of those teams are hot, but I'm going Buffalo. And oh, I know that sounds oh, bad. I okay, know, wait a minute. I know. Man, look, Buff, don't get me wrong. I'm a Chief fan. I love the Chiefs. Those my guys. But the way Buffalo has been playing and the way they played uh, over the weekend, you know, I don't. And then you beat a Patriot team the way you beat them. And truth, they beat the Patriots twice this year. Patriots, Patriots beat them once, but they beat the Patriots twice this year. And both times they beat them, they beat them kind of handily. You know, so I really feel like this could be, I'm not talking Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. Right. But I really feel like Buffalo can get to the Super Bowl coming out of the AFC because they, be, they can beat Kansas City. Wow. Um, Steelers <laughs> got beat. By the way, 36 at kickoff, no no precipitation. So that, that's like a spring day in Kansas City. Yep. Mm-hmm. 36 degrees. All right, so uh, the Steelers season is over. Ben Roethlisberger, he's in that group with the guy you played with, Drew Brees, and, and you know others of that generation. Where do you rank Ben Roethlisberger, Teacup? I think Ben is a first-round, uh, first-ballot Hall of Famer. 
uh, once he's eligible for it. I'm going to rank Big Ben. You got to put him in ah, just all time. He has the Super Bowls. Yeah. He has the he has the the career uh, when I say longevity and productivity. He long, the, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He has the stats. So I feel like you know he Ben is really probably top eight quarterback of all time. Whoa! Look at Teacup I mean, with you, all the hot takery. Look, his 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 play isn't as traditional as a quarterback play because. You know, Big Ben was a physical guy. He broke a lot of tackles, but what made him great was his was his ability to extend plays. He'll run around in the pocket, uh, breaking tackles, and still launch a sixty yard bomb. You know, for a first down or for a touchdown. You know, so Big Ben, his style of play wasn't like a traditional quarterback, uh, but he was just as productive as as your Brady's or as your Drew Brees or your Peyton Manning. You know, so. You know, I got a lot of respect for him. I, I met him when I was when I went to the NFL Combine. He was my quarterback. Uh, oh, okay. When they came to running route, yeah, uh, at NFL Combine, so it was good to know him and good to see his career. Just imagine how old he is, Pat. We came in together. I've been <laughs> retired for like nine years. <laughs> He's still playing. <laughs> you should learn to throw that football, Terrence. That's what you should have done. That's that's what it should have been about four inches taller and learned to throw that football, and you you'd, you'd still be around. Uh, yeah, raking it in. Um, <laughs> well, that's a pretty cool fact. That's a pretty cool fact. All right, the great Terrence Copper with us. Um, are you ready to go Super Bowl pick or, or or not really at this point? I'm ready. All right, who I'm you, ready to go Super Bowl? All right, pick. who you got? Now it's a little easier than last, but who you got? Who makes it? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. You just give me the matchup if you want. Packers come out NFC. And I'm going to go Buffalo coming out of AFC. Okay. Interesting. Packers and Buffalo. A couple cold weather teams, right? A couple yep. cold weather teams. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Terrence Copper. The podcast is the War Room Podcast, the Believe.com network, Believe Podcast Network. Check him out there. You can also uh, get Terrence's uh, fabulous. Uh, uh, work he does with uh, athletes and the young people in the community, the Premier Sports Academy. Check him out there in Winterville. T-Cop, we'll talk to you soon. I know you'll be looking in on hoops tonight, so uh, enjoy that, and we'll talk to you later on. All right, Pat. Thanks for having me on, man. Are you ready for a new career? I was talking to somebody the other day, and uh, this friend was telling me, I, I got to get a new gig. I got to get a new job. I got to find something that is going to challenge me. I got to work around people that have the same hunger that I do. That that's what this person was telling me and and I wish at the time I had been fully aware of this amazing company that has selected Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center, it's Victra. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers and Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. I mean it's a brand new business here to town. They are in major league hiring mode. They are ready to compensate you or even my friend I was talking to. They're ready to compensate you and and pay you what you're worth. Let you earn what you are worth. Crazy, huh? They have multiple positions, does Victor. Consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, operation support, tremendous benefits. Look, they have fa- uh, paid face-to-face training. 
So if maybe you're not a natural sales person, here's an opportunity for you to get paid while you train in the great Victor system. There's incredible commission potential. Medical, dental, vision, those are some of the bennies. Paid time off, a little paid vacay, right? 50% discount on your wireless bill. How many of you all need to scale back some costs here as we enter 2022? Well, there's a way to do it. Earn more money, scale back costs, your wireless bill goes in half. I think that's pretty darn good. Access to wages prior to payday, and then 401k matching. That's big time. Not everybody's doing that now. 401k matching. The company is Victra. They're hiring both full and part-time positions. I know there's a lot of folks who are very satisfied for whatever reason within their uh, current job. Maybe they like what they're doing. Maybe they're in a situation where they're trying to get some years in for retirement, but they're looking for something maybe that's the next step or something part-time to do to complement what they're doing. This would be a great opportunity. So not only full-time, but part-time positions at Victra. And look, if you're a top performer with this company, they're not going to hold you back. You're going to earn anywhere from $25 to $28 an hour. Think about that. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. So that means you don't have to go out and make cold calls. This isn't a telemarketing position. You're going to earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment. And here's the key, motivated professionals. That's who you're working around. It's Victra, this great new company in Greenville, their nationwide contact center. Victra, the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cell providers right here in our own backyard. Pit-jobs.com to apply. Pitt is in Pitt County. Pit-jobs.com to apply now. If you're like my friend and you just got to get a new gig, this is the one. This will be the thing that you probably will look back on and say, hey, I made a big difference in my life in 2022 because I went with a company that's growing, that's expanding, that supports its teammates. And that's what it's all about, world of sports, supporting your teammates. That is Victra. And again, pit-jobs.com. Ben Byram is going to take over things. We're going to hear from Ben in just a second uh, with a 94-3 The Game sports update. Of course, Pirate Basketball is coming your way bottom of uh, the 6 o'clock hour. And uh, we'll have network coverage uh, here on 94-3 The Game. Also, you can pick up the game tonight on 107.9 WNCT, the 100,000-watt flagship station of your ECU Pirates. We've also got... uh, a show tomorrow where the chancellor of East Carolina University is going to join us straight up at the top of the hour, and uh, that will be telephonically. We're going to talk to Chancellor Stephen Rogers tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show, 5 o'clock. Hope you will uh, tune in for that. Uh, big thanks to Terrence Copper. Ben will take you home the rest of the way, and uh, we will have that for you on the other side of this uh, timeout, which is preceded by... Ben Byram himself with a sports update, preview of the Pirate game tonight, and everything else going on around uh, the sports world. Ben, what you got for us? 
Thanks, Patrick. Let's take a look at what's happening around Pirate Nation. We start with Pirate Baseball as they were ranked 12th in the D1 Baseball's preseason poll. From ECU basketball, the Minges Maniacs are encouraging fans to wear shades inside. As Pirates look to remain unbeaten at home, they they welcome the 10-5 UCF Knights. You can catch live pregame radio coverage as well as play-by-play coverage right here at 6.30 on the flagship station, the ECU Pirates. 94-3 the game, or watch all the action with our very own Patrick Johnson and Sai Seymour at tip-off on ESPN Plus. And from Pirate Football, Tulane has hired former ECU assistant coach Geep Wade as their new offensive line coach. Wade was with Georgia Southern this past year and most recently coached the Pirates back in the 2016 and 2017 seasons. From college baseball, Memphis head coach Darren Schoenrock will retire after 18 seasons with the program. The, 22, the 2022 season will be Schoenrock's last season with the program. From college football, Cincinnati is looking to make a home run hire as they grab former Ohio State defensive coordinator Kerry Coon to coach their corners and become the special teams coordinator. From the Carolina Panthers, they've interviewed former Giants head coach Ben, Nat- ben McAdoo to be their new offensive coordinator. And just recently reported by The Athletic, apparently the Carolina Panthers are front run- runners in trade talks to acquire Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Elsewhere in the NFL, Niners quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing shoulder is slightly sprained. He is expected to play in the San Francisco's upcoming playoff game against the Packers. And Cardinals cornerback Buda Baker was admitted to a hospital last night after a nasty hit by Rams running back Cam Akers. Baker was said to have movement in all his extremities and has only suffered a concussion from the blow. From the NBA, after revealing that they were looking for two first-round picks for center Miles Turner, it was revealed that the Pacers' big man is out with a stress fracture in his foot that he's expected to be out beyond the trade deadline. The Hornets were reportedly in talks with Indiana for Turner in a deal that included 2021 first-round pick James Booknight. And from the Carolina Hurricanes, they're shipping up the Boston to battle the Bruins. Puck drop for that game is set for seven. The Canes are expected to go with all-star Frederick Anderson in the net, while the Bruins will go with a familiar face in Tuka Rask. The Canes will be without Marty Natius due to COVID protocols, while Jacob Slavin and Auntie Ranta are questionable. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron, my extensive pirate report. A recap of that Memphis buzzer beater. And a look ahead with US UCF tonight coming up here on the other side of this quick timeout on the Patrick Johnson Show. Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. For years, Callie Ann Phelps has been singing about Phelps Chevrolet. Phelps Chevrolet is the one for you. Low, low prices, service too. See the big dealer right away. Carolina's finest, Phelps Chevrolet. And you'll agree with what Skyler Phelps has to say. Nobody beats Phelps Chevrolet's prices. Nobody. Get you one. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Now there's an exciting new treatment available here using natural biologics. Regenerative solutions that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints. Hey, it's Patrick Johnson here. I'm talking about QC Kinetics. Now open here. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in non-surgical regeneration. Highly concentrated natural biologics that can give you lasting relief. If you have pain in your knees, back, shoulders, hips, and you're tired of steroids, pain meds, and the talk of major surgery, this is the treatment you've been hoping for. Call the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. Learn about 
how natural biogenics can be used to get you moving again pain-free. Listen, don't let them keep giving you steroids, and don't let them tell you that surgery is your only option. Get a free second opinion at QC Kinetics. Do it now. Imagine life in 2022 without pain. Call QC Kinetics now. 252-756-PAIN. That's 252-756-7246. 252-756-PAIN. Fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Tim Sutton from Greenville Auto World. Trucks, 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 two-wheel drives, four-wheel drive, extended cabs, crew cabs, you name it, we have it. Late model, low mileage, all brands. 15 lenders to choose from for all of your financing options. Plus, we customize tires, rims, lift kits on site, no matter how large or small the job is. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. Home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold, 94.3 The Game, Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Barham filling in for the P-Man as he gets ready for ECU basketball's tip-off against UCF. You can hear the P-Man and Cy Seymour beginning at 7 on ESPN Plus with live coverage of that game. Also tune in to our radio coverage pregame starting at 6.30 with the voice of Pirate Nation Jeff Charles and Michael Perry as they get you set for tonight's ball game. In the meantime, what an unbelievable win against Memphis. Last go around here in Minges to remain undefeated at home, 10-0. Mr. Big Shot, Brandon Suggs, getting it done at the very end at the buzzer. Here was Brandon Suggs' thoughts to start today's Pirate Report. Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Today's Pirate Report brought to you by Pair Customs, superior boats at an affordable price and 21-inch and 24-inch center console. Get your next boat the way you want, Pair Customs. Also by Eastern Plumbing, setting the standard for quality service for over 15 years. Find out more at easternplumbingonline.com. Here's Brandon Suggs with his thoughts on the final shot. It was just, coaches drew up two back doors, and I just seen somebody who was on me. I just wanted to go ahead and backdoor him, and Trey found me. Brandon Suggs later elaborate what it kind of felt like to make a big shot like that, especially against a highly touted Memphis team. I really like blacked down on something till I till I got up from everybody tackling me. I got up. I'm just looking like this is crazy, cause I ain't never made no shot like that. So, 
And I've seen a lot of people kind of bash this win about why do you rush the core, act like you've been there before. Well, first of all, ECU basketball's never been there before. They've never had a spectacular finish like that, or a ball game in Minges with quite that quite that environment or quite that momentum going in. But you look at this Memphis team, you got two guys that are ranked top ten in terms of the in recruiting class, the 2020 recruiting class by 24-7 sports, and Imani Bates and Jalen Duran. Those are guys that are going to go pro. Make no mistake about it. Those are probably two guys that can end up being lottery picks somewhere down the line. You're also looking at a team that was ranked sixth in the preseason poll by a lot of outlets. I mean, at least top ten for most of them. Uh, and then you look at the coaching staff. Their coaching staff is literally made up of Hall of Famers or French Hall of Famers. And Penny Hardaway, Larry Brown is a basketball Hall of Famer. I mean, he's won a national championship at the college basketball level as a head coach and the pro level as a head coach. You got Rasheed Wallace also on the coaching staff. When you factor in all the star power that's on that Memphis team, all the expectations for that Memphis team and all the talent, that was definitely a big win. That was definitely a huge win. That was a win that – Pirate basketball teams in the past wouldn't have gotten. And you can't make make no mistake about it, folks. That win right there is something that can give this team a lot of confidence moving forward, especially heading into conference play in such a tough, tough conference in the American. Joe Dooley certainly had his thoughts about the win over uh, Memphis. Here was his opening statement after uh, notching that win in spectacular fashion in Minges. Hey, great, great win by our guys. Great atmosphere. The fans are terrific, especially the last couple minutes when we gave him something to be excited about. Uh, really proud of Brandon. You know, he struggled a little bit at Cincinnati the other night. You know, brought him off the bench and, you know, game winner. Uh, but a great play. He's back cut. I mean, he made a good basketball play. And uh, we had a lot of big plays by a lot of guys. But that one obviously uh, was the biggest. At one point in that ball game, the Pirates trailed by 19 late in the first half. Coach Dooley talked about what wasn't necessarily working for his Pirate basketball team in the first half. What was Memphis doing that was giving his team a lot of trouble? I think there's a number of things that it was. You know, obviously you can't um, simulate their length and athleticism is, is one set until you see it. Uh, I thought we were a little, we, we were off guard a little bit. We, you know, we were sort of, we had some bunnies around the basket that we started looking around, and Darren will do that to you, and Bates and those guys will do it to you, and Minot will do that to you. Uh, just, you know, had us looking around a little bit, and I didn't think we'd, our offense was, was way off kilter because we were bad offense. We gave up way too many easy baskets. I mean, they were, you know, they had a number of points. I don't remember the exact number of points in the paint in the first half. It was in the upper 20s. I think it was 28 points in the first half, and you can't have that happen. The Pirates have struggled at times this year of ball movement, especially when it comes to their guard positions. Uh, you look at guys like Tristan Newton so far this year, uh, they get into the habit just because they're such young players that they want to kind of take over the ball game and put the ball game in their hands. They want to be the guy that rallies the team back or gets the big shot off. I think this Pirate basketball team, especially in the second half, showed that, okay, we could play with each other. We could play within each other. We could spread the ball out. We could showcase good ball movement, and it's going to lead to a lot of success, especially against a really good Memphis team. Joe Dooley elaborated that on that a little bit more, how his team passed in the second half and how it really helped. Uh, them just get shots off, get better shots off, and create better shot selection. Yes and no, they make it so hard. I mean, there's times, I mean, you know, there's times we, we did a good job of shortening and really not giving up too many pick six um, to, to those guys. But I thought 
their length and sometimes were denied made us have to go the other way. And I thought the guys in the second half did a better job of cutting. I mean, sometimes you can't get open. Instead of standing, if you cut, it opens up a tag or creates some opportunities. I thought the guys did a better job in the second half. Coach Lewis asked about what was said at halftime when your team is trailing by 19 at one point in the first half. You're, I mean, you're getting you're getting beat by Memphis, absolutely smacked down by Memphis. There's got to be you got to find a way to rally back and at least keep it competitive. Something to kind of at least hang your hat on going into conference play. But of course, I mean, Joe Dooley's going for the win. What did he say for What did he say to his team? What did he say to his team to really kind of get this team? rolling and get this team excited and confident and uh, moving forward with the win here out of the half in the locker room. Well, we talked about we were in a hole. Let's go ahead and, you know, let's try to win the first four minutes. And it's, it's the defensive end. We, we've, we didn't shoot it great tonight but from the two-point line. A lot of it's, you know, attributed to, to the way they play. But, um, you know, if you don't give up easy baskets, it makes your life a lot easier. Make them work for some hard baskets, and they're going to make. They got really good players, so they're going to make some tough shots. I mean, how you can't simulate uh, guarding Amani Bates in practice. I mean, six nine, he's got a high release point. Uh, we don't have anybody like that, so you, you don't know until. You, and then you have to figure some things out. I thought Tremont really played a great game. Tremont had a lot of deflections, a lot of things, and, and even despite uh, some of the things. I mean, we had many loose balls that we have in our hands that we ended up giving up points to them. Those are things we've got to, you know, all those things we've got to clean up. And I think that was the important thing that this part basketball team needed to understand. They have the talent, and they could play if anybody in the conference. Game, I think the big problem was in that game was the fact that, I mean, Memphis wasn't doing anything special, and uh, maybe ECU kind of let the outside noise surrounding this Memphis team maybe affect their emotions, maybe affect their play a little bit. I mean, you look at the first half stats here, Memphis averaged, they, they shot five from seven from the three, that's 71% from three, and you look back at a lot of the shots, they were wide open. It wasn't like we were covering or defending them, they just found a way to get a shot off, a smart shot, and they had great shot selection. Once we started playing better defense and more pressed defense, you saw a lot of good things happen for the Pirates, and that's another thing. The Pirates... Once they realized what type of defense Memphis was playing, that's when they started drawing fouls and getting calls coming their way in the second half. They used that to their advantage. You look back, the Tigers were playing a lot of press physical defense, a lot of times played some trap defense. Should have probably got some foul calls their way, but once they started acknowledging what type of defense the Tigers were playing, they didn't get overwhelmed by it in the second half. They they basically just used it to their advantage, and then you started to see a lot of foul calls go their way in the second half. That ultimately kind of decided the ball game. That was one of the factors that led the Pirates to a win when you look back at that game. Joe Dooley was then asked, uh, he's never quite experienced a moment so far if the Pirates in the second kind of tenure here. Fans rushing the floor, especially in a win like that and fashion like that, uh, what did it feel like to just see the floor getting rushed? I hope it counts. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the first thing. As soon as they showed it on the board, it was clearly out of his hand. I mean, it wasn't even close. But you know, that, that's their job. They need to do that. Um, I think the other thing was it was you know we the referees did a good job of going back and checking because they put three tenths of a second back on it was point seven uh, originally, and then they went back and reviewed and it was a second. So that also because if it wasn't a second, I don't know that that that, that would have counted. On that final play, that buzzer beater by Mr. Big Shot Brandon Suggs. Uh, a lot of people going into I remember talking to the ref. I was saying, well, the ball's either got to go with the Tristan or Vance Jackson here. Um, smart by Joe Dooley not to give it to those guys. Maybe a guy they weren't expecting. 
And I even saw a lot of people saying there was a push-off there at the end. If you look back at the footage, that Tigers player dove for the inbound pass, actually. He actually dove for the inbound, was looking for a steal, and Brandon Suggs just so happened to have a hand on him. Didn't push off on him, just had a hand on him as he's naturally kind of defending the guy or playing off the guy. Uh, never pushed off on him. The guy literally just dove. Uh, Joe Dilley talked about what led into that kind of play call there and uh, determined that play and why Brandon Suggs got the final shot there on the inbound play. We were drawn up because the, we have a short clock shot and, and we didn't have uh, a regular personnel in there, but the other problem was we, we figured they were going to try to overplay and anything towards the basket was going to be a quick one. And we tried to get the, the bigs lifted so Duran wasn't around the basket. We were afraid if we had him around the basket there was going to be a problem. And so we, we moved everybody else up to court. And Brandon, to tell you the truth, just took a step, back cut. He's a little bit taller than Harris, as you can see, and, and uh, it made a great play. Absolutely nailed it. What a clutch shot by Brandon Suggs. Um, another guy that kind of went under the radar in the first half who's been playing quite well off the bench for the Pirates these last few games is Javon Small at the guard position. He was asked about him a little bit and his impact off the bench. With J.J. out, it was hard in this game because they're so big and we couldn't play small, small. There'll be some other games you can play a little bit smaller guys on the perimeter, but he's, he's gotten better in practice every day. Uh, he's been working. He's had a good attitude. Um, you know, the problem, and it sounds, isn't really him. The problem is the two guys in front of him. I mean, you, you don't play three-point guards a lot. And Tristan's obviously been having a great year, and Tremont has been terrific. So it's a limited amount of minutes on the perimeter to find him. And, you know, J.J.'s had a good year so far, and, RJ sort of established himself in the, in the, in the rotation, and then you know, you throw in Brandon Suggs, so it's a little bit hard. And to wrap it up here for Coach Dooley, he talked about the crowd at Menjis. What was it like to have just to feel like you were playing in a meaningful game against Menjis with the fans turning out and Pirate Nation turning out and being loud there at the end? It was unbelievable at the end, and that's, you know, I, I told our guys that, you know, we need to create some excitement and we need to give them something to come watch and give them some hope and, uh, you know, I hope they'll come back on Tuesday night and continue to support us like they did today. And I think that's the big thing I got to applaud Joe Dooley for in his second tenure here is, you know, he had a process, he had a plan in mind, and a lot of people didn't necessarily see it, but you got to understand it's it's hard to recruit in this area. It's hard to get that team going. I mean, you just look, I mean, right down the road, you got teams like Duke, UNC, NC State. They're probably looking at guys that you're looking at. And then outside of that, you got the neighboring states in South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia. I mean, there's a lot of really good basketball schools in those states as well. It's not not an easy recruiting area in the southeast. You really have to go find and grit and grind for talent or find some guys that are a little bit under the radar or some hidden gems. And Joe Dilley was really able to do that when it came to recruiting. And I think the biggest thing we need to applaud is the fact that He's got people believing in this program, which is not necessarily something I've seen in my lifetime when it comes to this Pirate basketball program, or just the fact that people are excited about this basketball program again. I mean, chances are you've talked to somebody this week or talked to people after that Memphis game that they said they're going to the game tonight. They're going to go out of the way to find tickets to go to the game, to go to the game tonight. I can't recall in the last few seasons – when that's ever been the case, when people have actually been excited for Pirate basketball. I mean, that's just the harsh reality of it. And Joe Dooley's been able to build a program despite adversity with the fact that Jaden Gardner left, probably the GOAT of ECU basketball besides maybe Blue Edwards. He left and somehow found a way to build a better team. 
and get people to rally behind it. That's something that has to be applauded. All right, that's going to do it for today's Pirate Report. Brought to you by Pair Customs, superior boats at an affordable price, and 21-inch and 24-inch center console. Find out more at paircustoms.com. Also by Eastern Plumbing, setting the standard for quality service for 15 for 15 years. That's going to do it for today's Pirate Report. A preview of UCF coming up on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them, right? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers. And Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. It's time to travel again, and it's time to enjoy the convenience of flying from Pitt-Greenville Airport. Reservations are available now at AA.com. Whether you're flying for business or leisure, Pitt-Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte and then anywhere on the map. You can't beat the convenience of parking right next to the terminal and the short lines at ticketing and security. For your next trip, check out the great rates offered at AA.com and support your local Pitt-Greenville Airport. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. And if there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. 
Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Barm filling in for the P-Man, leading in, leading you into coverage of ECU versus UCF. Tip-off set for seven inside Menzies Coliseum as the Pirates look to remain unbeaten at home and move on to 11-0 at home. Taking a deeper dive into this UCF team, they came off a tough loss to USF. Kind of a puzzling loss as they lost to a not very good South Florida team, 75-51. to Of course, UCF head coach Johnny Dawkins was not too impressed or not too happy with his team's performance in that game, especially considering his guard play has been elite in this conference so far and his bigs have played very well on defense. That was almost non-existent in that game. And the big thing to realize about UCF, the big selling point about UCF, is they've played some very tough teams, some tournament teams in non-conference play, very tough. Uh, They beat Michigan by more than 10 points, more than double digits. Um, Played a tough game against Oklahoma, only lost 65 to 62. That's a team the Pirates are familiar with, all too familiar with. And they beat Miami, who just beat a highly touted Duke team just a couple days ago. So this is a UCF team that may be upper echelon in the conference and is very tough. And uh, I have to agree with Patrick there earlier. You know, people want to dog on Cy Seymour and Patrick for saying, hey, this next opponent, or they want to blow off the fact, hey, this next opponent is tough. Well, that's just the nature of conference play. Everybody in this conference is really tough. We play in a really good basketball league right now. There's no gimmies in this league. I mean, I think UCF has seen that. South Florida, you would think, is a pushover in the conference. Well, they just beat UCF, a full-strength UCF team, by 20-something points. Looking at this UCF team, what's the major selling point to them? Well, you look at their guard play. They have one of the most experienced teams in the American, especially in that backcourt with the trio of point guards and Darius Perry and shooting guards Darren Green and Brandon Mahon. Uh, Green is a lights-out shooter. Uh, He's shooting 42% right now. He averages a team-high 14.1 points. He's hit four more threes in seven games this season. So, I mean, that guy's an absolute stud. Somebody we have to account for, especially on the perimeter. I think ECU's been spotty at times when it comes to their perimeter defense. This is a game where we can't afford to have that. And uh, Green has also made seven threes and nine attempts and scored 27 in a big win against Michigan. So, I mean, Green is a guy that has shown that in big games for UCF, he can show up and show out. And another one of their guards in um, Darius Perry, their point guard, uh, guy was a Louisville transfer, highly touted recruit. Um, he's a guy that elected a return for his final year of eligibility. He's shooting 40% from the three. An average in 11 points in conference. Uh, he's also a guy that doesn't mind dishing it out. This is a team, especially when it comes to their guard play, is predicated on finding a smart shot, having great shot selection. They like they have great ball movement, and that was something that was severely lacking in their game against USF. That's why that USF game is such an anomaly when it comes to UCF. In that game against South Florida, the ball movement wasn't very good. Wasn't really taking smart shots. When they went down, uh, when South Florida started running very early on, UCF kind of panicked. Maybe that's the key to this ball game. We have to get things rolling early and almost force UCF into desperation mode because these guards can definitely make things interesting. I think we've struggled at times against teams who have had 
really good guard play this year. We saw it a little bit against Memphis. We saw it against Tulane. That would be a key in this ballgame. Looking at their bigs, their post presences, uh, they got a former five-star recruit in C.J. Walker, and then they had the UNLV transfer, excuse me here, kind of a tough name to pronounce. I think Patrick had a hard time pronouncing it earlier, and he's the play-by-play guy for ESPN. Check Mabike Diong. Diong is six foot eleven, two thirty-five. Uh, the stats doesn't really necessarily jump off to you, but he has a lot of size and uh, he's blocked a team best twenty-seven shots. He's a guy that you would look to defensively in the paint. A guy we definitely want to avoid or work around. And in C.J. Walker, he's six foot eight, two hundred pounds, kind of a smaller big, but he's averaging eight points so far and a team high six point one rebounds. And has blocked 13 shots, so, I mean, we definitely need to, if we can't things get things going with our guard play, we definitely need to look for our bigs to have a big day, and they're going to be challenged by their bigs. I mean, these are guys that are very good defensively. Very, very good at an elite level. They also have a guy that comes off the bench and poses a lot of problems in Jamil Reynolds. He's six foot 10, 285 pounds. Just his size and ability alone, he can bang in the paint. And I think that's my biggest concern coming into this game against UCF is that our bigs this time or this year, when you look at the bigs for the Pirates, have been inconsistent. Uh, I think there's a reason why Joe Dooley hasn't announced a clear set starter moving forward and going into conference play when it comes to our bigs. I think Alonzo Frank has had his moments. I think he has some of the smoothest moves in the paint when it comes to finding a shot. It's just a matter of finishing with him. It's a matter of him being a little bit more physical and finishing instead of looking for a foul every time. As we've seen with these American Conference refs, you're not always going to get the right call. I mean, they're just as inconsistent as they are. So You look at Brandon Johnson. He's a guy, he's a freshman, shows a lot of promise. I think he's probably the best five we have, the best center we have. But it's just a matter of him stringing together a lot of good, strong games. Showing Dooley something that he could be that guy night in and night out at the five position, showing some consistency. And then you look at Luigi. I think Luigi's still trying to figure out how to play with his body. Uh, Luigi was coming off a major injury of his ACL two years ago. I think he's still somewhat recovering. And when you're seven foot one, um, it, it, sometimes it's a little tough to play within your body. I think he's had a hard time at times getting rebounds, but I think he's our best presence defensively when it comes to that five position. I also think Luigi at times has shown that he can be a scorer on offense, but just like the other two guys I mentioned, it's a matter of consistency with our bigs. So that's going to be, if I had to pick a key matchup tonight, it's our bigs against their bigs, really. I think whoever... Leads in rebounds, and whoever stands out and is a clear difference maker at that end of the floor and inside the paint is going to determine who wins this ball game. All right, let's hear from Johnny Dawkins here, UCF head coach. He talked about uh, that South Florida loss and uh, what necessarily wasn't working for UCF, what really disappointed him in that game against South Florida.
No, we didn't shoot the ball well, but this is how we started. You know, we, I think if we start proper and, and work the ball around like we need to and get in the rhythm, I think some of that takes care of itself because we know we have good shooters. So it was more, you know, like I said, I give them credit because they played hard. They did a good job defensively. So it starts with them. You always give the other team credit because they did something to disrupt us, and, and that happened tonight. So we just got to be better. Uh, defensively, I didn't think we did a good job of keeping the ball in front of us like we like we planned on. You know, they got in the paint too often and made plays for themselves. And when they missed shots, you know, because of the rotations, they had guys on the boards waiting to put them back in. So we got to do a better job of containing the dribble penetration, and we got to do a better job of boxing guys out. So obviously UCF has struggled this year dealing with press defense. Um, Oklahoma is a team that plays a lot of press defense, and the Pirates had a lot of trouble playing them. Um, South Florida is also a team, like he just mentioned, plays a lot of press defense, and UCF kind of panicked and struggled. I am kind of looking for the Pirates to do the same thing uh, when it comes to their guards tonight. Uh, Johnny Dawkins kind of revealed his cards there. His guards have a hard time when teams play very aggressive defense. And I think Tristan Newton and Tremont Robinson-White have shown that they can make a huge impact defensively at the guard position, and they can play that aggressive physical press-style defense uh, against some of the better guards uh, in the league. All right, Johnny Dawkins also talked about ECU. What has really impressed him about ECU so far? What stands out to him ahead of the game tonight? No, absolutely. They'll be playing well, and uh, we have to be prepared for that. But then, like you said, every team in the league is good. I don't expect anybody to be, be less than their best when you compete them, compete against them, and we need to, we need to embrace that and, and attack the games that way. That's my biggest thing is embracing the fact that people are going to come after you, you know, and give 100%, and you have to be ready to do the same thing. And tonight, I thought uh, we just got out-toughed, you know, to be quite frank. They were just more physical than we were for 40 minutes. ECU's looking to snap a streak tonight, and no, I'm not talking about their undefeated home record. Joe Dooley is 0-6 against UCF since his return to ECU. Uh, East Carolina fell in all three games against the Knights last year, including the opening round of the league tournament. ECU has fallen 12 consecutive times against UCF, dating back to 2016. UCF has won by four points or less five times and by double digits six times. So, obviously... There we got to snap that streak, and uh, I think if there's any pirate team to do it, this is the one. And if there's any UCF to do it against, I also think this is the UCF team that you're going to want to do it against because they've shown at times, yeah, they could be great, they could play against tough opponents pretty well, and they can get some really gritty tough wins. But when you kind of match their toughness and match their physicality and aggressiveness, uh, it seems like they can't handle the pressure too much, especially when it comes to their guards. And that's a little surprising considering the experience they have at the guard position. Definitely look for the parts to key into that tonight. Maybe some confidence or something to look forward to heading into night or something to kind of hone in on if you're the part if you're a ba- pirate basketball player. Hey, we haven't beaten this team in a long time. Let's change that tonight. This is the team to do it. That's why Pirate fans have to show up and show out in Minji's. And keep them unbeaten at home. I think this is the first time in a long time you can say the Pirates have had a true home court advantage. All right, you're gonna take a quick timeout when we come back. We'll lead you into network coverage of ECU versus UCF. Tip off for that game is at seven. All that and much more here. On the other side, this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show.
what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, joint pain? Listen carefully because now there are new treatments available here. Not talking surgery or steroids, these are regenerative treatments from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Hi, this is Patrick Johnson. QC Kinetics is the leader in these exciting biologic therapies that help restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints with lasting results. If you've got pain in your knees, shoulders, hip, or back, joint pain that won't go away, you need to check out these treatments with astonishing patient satisfaction reports. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself with no downtime, no drugs, or no surgery. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain, and don't let them put you under the knife. You need to learn more about how biologic therapies are changing the way we think about dealing with joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. 252-756-PAIN. That's 252-756-7246. 252-756-PAIN. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And get Guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800 540 800 That's 800-540-8816. You could set an alert on your phone to remind you about a doctor's visit. But the most effective reminders are a bit more personal. Mom, don't forget to schedule your mammogram. We love you. Honey, please, schedule that colonoscopy. We need you around here, all right? It's time to put your health first and schedule important annual screenings like mammograms and colonoscopies with Vitant Health. COVID-19 protocols are in place, and it's as safe as ever to partner with us to improve your health and well-being. Schedule your appointment today. Learn more at vitanthealth.com reminder. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. 
Oh, yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben Barm filling in for the P-Man as he gets ready for it. ECU's tip-off against UCF. He'll be on the ESPN Plus broadcast with Cy Seymour starting at tip-off at 7 o'clock. Ben Barm leading you up here to network coverage of that game here at 6.30. Students are encouraging fans to wear your sunglasses at Minji's tonight. They say there's no particular reason. Uh, they just want to do it, show some school spirit. That this, this, the fans are behind this team. I like it. So make sure to wear your shades if you're on the way to the basketball game or find some. I don't know how. Go to the Dollar General and find some cheap sunglasses. I don't care. Just do it. Looking at this UCF team, looking at stats, they haven't really been challenged from three, and I think that's something ECU has done very well in these last few games. Maybe haven't been able to do it consistently and put together a full ball game of shooting well from the three. But at halves, they've shown that they could be deadly from there, and they have some guys that can do it. UCF has held their opponents to almost 23% three-point field goal percentage. Actually, 29%. That's still not very good. Uh, while they've shot 34%. Um, so Tristan Newton, uh, Tremont Robertson, Watt, JJ Miles, Vance Jackson, those are all guys that can jack up a good three, a big three when you need it. Um, those are guys that I would look to to make big shots tonight and really establish themselves beyond the perimeter because I don't think UCF has necessarily been challenged there a lot. A lot of that is due, I got to give credit to UCF, a lot of that is due to the fact of the physical and aggressive defense that they play. And ECU's got to find a way to counteract that. And if their guards are having trouble, their bigs need to step out. The good news is, is that ECU has that guy, which they didn't have in Jaden Garner and Vance Jackson, who can kind of be a nice hybrid. He can play big when he needs to play and when he needs to be, and he can play small when he needs to be. I think Vance Jackson's a whole lot of a better shooter than Jaden Garner is, and I think he has a better impact defensively. So I look for a big game from Vance Jackson tonight. All right, that's going to do it today here on the Patrick Johnson Show. I was your host, Ben Byram, the P-Man. Be sure to tune in to ESPN Plus for live coverage of ECU versus UCF. Tip-off begins at 7. Network coverage in just a couple of moments here at 6.30. For the P-Man, I was your host, Ben Byram. Remind you to show out tonight at Minji's Coliseum and have a good one.
was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Hey, I'm Haley Kiyoko, and I know what it's like to struggle with mental health issues. If you have a friend that's going through a tough time, now is the perfect moment to reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Diane from Michigan, a disabled senior citizen trying to get by. Henry from Florida, a veteran fighting to make ends meet. Elena from Arizona, a mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. The pandemic has made life difficult for businesses over the last 22 months, but relief is available. Businesses in North Carolina that suffered economic losses during the COVID-19 pandemic are encouraged to apply for business recovery grants. Go to ncdor.gov to see if your business is eligible. The application deadline is January 31st, so go to ncdor.gov today. Sponsored by the North Carolina Department of Revenue and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with this station. Hi, I'm Uzo Aduba. If you're a cancer patient in the U.S. and its territories or Canada, you may be able to help science uncover the next breakthrough by sharing your patient data and unique experience with researchers. Join the movement at StandUpToCancer.org slash CountMeIn. <laughs> 